This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends at Stridal. It's time to get out of the group chat and buy yourself the horse of your dreams today. Click the link in our show notes to see how you can access affordable horse racing ownership with Stridal today. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, punters of all ages, welcome back to the autumn edition of the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, joined by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? We're back yet again, fifth season. Yeah, it's good. It doesn't feel um, too long since we've been doing it, because obviously we had our Magic Millions um, Yeah, true. Stint. It's only been about six weeks. So, it's been six weeks already, jeez. Oh, no, well, not six weeks. We've been more closer to four weeks. Yeah, so... Um, no, it's it's it hasn't been too long. There's been a bit of work that we've done behind the scenes as well. So um, no, it's good to be back. Always loved recording this kind of stuff, this kind of content and stuff. It's a bit more of our forte. The other stuff we're kind of trying to get into a bit new to us. But um, at least this is something we're very comfortable with and we can get back into pretty comfortably. Yes, very very keen, and we have been working very hard behind the scenes. Those of you who watched our interview with Campbell Brown would have seen good interview. What are your thoughts on that, mate? Did you like how it came up? Yeah, it was um, it was good. Probably hasn't really got as much attention that we thought it probably would. But um, no, it was a good interview. Probably our best one yet. Most um, free flowing. It started off pretty choppy, but um, as we get into it, it's um, it was a lot, lot better chat, and it's probably the best one we've had interview wise so far. I think. Yeah, I love it. Loved it. It was a great chat. Campbell Brown, great man. If you want to hear more from him, go to Brownie's podcast. And if you want to hear the interview, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, check it out. As Nick said. By far and away our best one, we think. Um, but, mate, racing. Have you been watching the races since the Magic Millions or did you take a bit of a break? I've uh, been on, off and on. Um, a couple of times my horse has been running through and stuff, so I've been keeping track of it a little bit. Um, haven't been punting. Been off the punt for even bev- even pretty much in spring. I haven't really touched much punting. Done a bit of, um, obviously, for us with our basketball and stuff and tips here and there, but no personal betting at all. Um, Mostly on dabble for everyone to copy and stuff, but nothing really on a personal level. But um, coming into it now, obviously slipper coming up and stuff, and there's some good races that I'm going to target for myself and um, for us as well as a partnership. But um, nah, it's I've been watching it here and there, but not not as much as I will be now. Yeah, fair enough. I um, I've been watching it intently, of course. If you're on themocksports.com.au, every week I put up my tips for the Sydney card. Coming off four wins from last week, so fingers crossed. I keep that momentum going through here and all the way through the carnival. Um, but the main thing about working behind the scenes, mate, I've, I've gone and spent our marketing budget for the entire autumn on something. Let's hope you like it. Can you just chuck your headphones on? All right. This is, this is live. A little I've, I've surprise hinted. for me. I don't know what this is. I got told that I've got to put the headphones on. Is that a video is it? What it's am I watching? A, it's a video. I've hinted at him that I've gone and gotten a little bit of marketing done. I've paid some people to make a little bit of an advertisement for us. And I want Nick's live reaction here on the pod. We'll try and put <laughs> it up could, on screen as well, but we'll post it on the socials <laughs> for you. could go one or two ways. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> you'll, you'll know it straight away. Press play once oh, you see I it. I knew this was coming. <laughs> Follow, follow, follow. the mock spots, the mock spots. Oh for, the <laughs> for the best, for the best, punting tips, punting tips, in the whole world, in the whole world, wawapriya. Sexy and I know it. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 Sexy and I know it. <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? What the heck? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? How many of those do you reckon they record? Oh Plenty. my god. Oh, you know what I call that? That's called fifty bucks well spent. Yeah, well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> No, I hope that's not a. That's definitely not our hallmark. I thought you went and dropped some couple of th- couple of thousand or something. Or, that's no, money that's, we don't have. No, but um, <laughs> no, that's that's pretty funny. Well done, mate. <laughs> Got me. 
Bit nervous there, but no, that's all right. I was like, what, what can I do to make a splash for the mock sports this autumn? And I thought, what's in I had it. Along? I was in the back of my head. I was actually going to get it. I think I was going to get it for um, your birthday, actually. <laughs> but um, lucky I didn't. But no, that's funny, as. Uh, <laughs> we'll post that up on the socials, guys. We'll get Nick's reaction up and the actual yeah. video. But hopefully it brings a lot of attention to us worldwide. They asked me if they could use it on their TikTok. I said yes. So... <laughs> Stay stay tuned for blessings from Africa. See yeah. if the box boards pops up. Yeah, thanks to those boys. Shirts <laughs> off. Well done. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, let's get back into the horse chat, mate. Um, we've got a few topics to touch on, just of a review of all of the news that's popped in uh, since Magic Millions. And, of course, we'll get into listener questions before what you all came here for, the tips. Um, mate, we'll just get you a few predictions um, first of all, straight off the bat, horse of the autumn. Who's going to come out of autumn being the number one horse? Number one horse. I don't know if that I've taken the interpreted the question a bit different. I don't think it'll be the number one horse because I think Mr. Brightside probably still probably takes that. But um, something a bit different. I think a tissue will have a really really good autumn. I think um, a tissue can really win some some good preps hopefully and win some good races. And then as for as well, if it's not coming up uh, against Imperatrix in some of the races. Um, I think as Asfora will have a good autumn as well. Yeah, well, it's not going up against Imperatriz this weekend, so it's ripe for the picking if you want to get on Asfora punters. Uh, mine is Mr. Brightside. You alluded to it. I just think there's no other option for this question uh, purely because I think wherever he goes, he wins. The fact that uh, Alligator Blood now, unfortunately, got injured, uh, they were probably going to go 1-2 in a majority of the races this autumn that they met in. So now that he doesn't have blood... I really don't see anyone getting past him. Maybe Fangirl. I don't see Pride of Jenny getting past him again. Uh, yeah, Mr. Brightside, I think he'll he'll win wherever he goes. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a, a punting play because he'll most likely be at a dollar eighty or below just about every start again, especially now that he doesn't have blood there. Um, flop of the autumn, mate. Yeah, you already spoke about her. Uh, Pride of Jenny. I just don't. I don't see her winning any of those big races coming. I look. I'm happy to be wrong, but I just don't see her coming against Brightside, coming against um, some good horses coming back. Like, I think her peak was um, her two race. Was it two in a row that she yeah, won? Yeah, two in a row during the carnival. Uh, during the carnival that she won. Um, it's a bit of a Shelby '66 kind of thing. They, they've worked her too hard. I just don't think she can get back to that top level that she was at the end of spring. Um, so she'll be my flop. I just don't see her finishing at, um, at best. I think she win. She comes top three. Um, I'll eat my words if I'm wrong, but that's my prediction. Yeah, fair enough. I don't blame you there. Um, I think they really worked her hard to get those wins and good on them. The wins have been had now. Um, whether that's Busted her gut or not remains to be seen. But again, yeah, I, I agree. If she's going to be up against Brightside, she got the scalp of him in the spring. I, I don't think she'll be getting it again. Brightside rarely loses over the distances he's going to be running in this autumn. So, like I said, horse of the autumn for a reason. My flop of the autumn, though, is going to be Shinzo. Uh, same thing I said last year with um, uh, Fireburn. Just the Golden Slipper winners never really amount to much afterwards purely because they're trained so hard to, to be two-year-olds yeah. as a two-year-old. And then, you know, once they win the sip, their job's done. As soon as they click off, they're going to the breeding barn. I'm surprised he hasn't already gone to the breeding barn because he didn't really show anything in the spring. I reckon he'll have one start this autumn and he'll run poorly and then Coolmore will probably say, okay, time to breed from him. No point pushing on further. I just don't think that Shinzo is going to be setting the world alight like he did this time last year. Um and, mate, a little bit of a punt to the future. We like to do this at the start of every carnival. What's one futures tip you've got for us? Um, I'm going for the Australian, uh, Australian Guineas. Uh, yep. I think Stapati wins at $8. Not too much of a, of a big price, but I'm a big fan of Stapati. Um, I think Stapati should win that, that race. So that would be my futures tip. Lovely. I'm going for a Guineas as well. I'm going with the Randwick Guineas, Celestial Legend. It's a horse that I'm going to spruik quite a bit later on in the uh, episode because it is first up uh, this weekend. Um, and I'll probably explain more why later, but I just think that nothing it's done has been poor. Everything has had really good results behind it or even really strong results behind it. 
It has the form behind osmosis. We all know how much I love that horse and how much I respect that form. And it was always finishing super through the line. Um, you think now that it's going to be getting up to those 1,200, 1,400, 1,600 metre distances. I just think that it's going to do wonders for him. He's always looked like a horse that needs that sort of distance. And with every start, he's going to run strongly. The price is going to come in. He's currently at $11 for the Randwick Guineas. I say get on now, especially if he wins later on um, this race at Randwick on the weekend, like I think he will. Um, so, yeah. The other thing, mate, before we get into the list of questions, the, probably the biggest news talking point coming out of the break we had, Amelia's Jewel is set to make a full-time move to Sydney. Yep. To try and target the East Coast fully, properly. None of this training in Perth, coming over on a flight. They want her based in Sydney. They've talked to the trainer. There's no harm foul. He doesn't blame them. They're giving her to a Sydney trainer. They just don't know who yet. In your opinion, who do you think should be? Um, look, it's a tough one. I think we we discussed this before we started recording. You don't want to send, um, send her to a Waller or a... Um, or a Waterhouse Waterhouse Because it's not going to be there You want someone that's going to really look after this horse It's going to be a top horse for them to really seek into Waller has enough to worry about Waterhouse They're too worried about their two-year-olds in the yeah. autumn I think Annabelle Nation would be good um, She's doesn't she's She's got a couple good horses But she doesn't really have her attention on anyone really in particular Because Zaki's on the way Zaki's out Zaki's on the way out Of so course she's got the two-year-olds coming in But yeah. if she has a star dropped in her lap She can really get stuck I think in so way. I think Zaki in particular She's had Zaki for a number of years now Where her team probably know how to handle her uh, Him, sorry ha- Handle Zaki without her a little bit Whereas she can spend a lot more time on Amelia's Jewel and really win some big races. So I think Annabelle Nation should take Amelia's Jewel. Yeah, it's a good shout. And when we say Waller and Waterhouse probably shouldn't take the horse from a point of view that they won't get that personal touch, yes, of course, the best horses in the stable get the personal touch from those trainers. But they've got so many of they've them. They've got so many. And one, we all know how I'm not entirely sold that Amelia's Jewel is to be considered one of the top horses. We need to find that out this autumn. This is when she gets to prove. But say it goes to those trainers, she comes out and turns out to be group two horse at best, maybe they won't get that personal touch because they're too busy focused on their group one stars. So I reckon go to a Nisham or go to a Joe Pride. I think Joe Pride, you know, isn't boutique by any means, but isn't as big as, you know, the Mayor Neustis or not Mayor Neustis now, Mayor, uh, the Waterhouse and Bot, the Waller. He's, you know, he has that personal touch with every horse. We've seen it. We've been to the stables. We've been to his boxes. Goes around with his team, looks at each horse, makes sure they know what they're doing, when they're doing it, how they're doing it. And I think he's able to turn horses around like that. He's done it with, um, he did it with Maria Mayer this time last year, came out of nowhere, um, brought it in the stable, turned her into a group one mare overnight, basically. Think about it from early benchmarks to now Everest champion. Private Eye turned him from a middle distance into an Everest contender, yeah. a genuine sprinting prospect. Now we think about it, they're going to try and turn him into the reverse, go for that mile plus now. I just think what Joe Pride's been able to do in the last 24 months has been really exciting. And I think if the owners want a trainer that's going to give the horse its all and give it every chance to win some big races, it's Joe Pride in my opinion. Fair enough. Get a list of questions, mate. I'll get them up for us. Lovely um, stuff, lovely stuff. Always one, love them. First one's from Max Ag 101. Yes. Um, not really a question, but it says, Galaxy winner is osmosis, no doubt in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's from Max, Max Ag. I thought it was Max Dietrich. Or Max Ag. Max Ag. Oh, oh no, it's osmosis. Yes. That's his, that's his username. Oh, fair enough. I'm telling you right now, Max, you're 100% right. Osmosis wins the Galaxy. And then places in the TJ Smith. <laughs> Don't know if it'll win because it's going to have to go up against, you know, the likes of I Wish I Win in Paratrues. Don't know if he's good enough to beat them just yet. But he'll win the Galaxy first up. He'll go to the TJ Smith and he'll run a place. All right, we've got from um, Daniel Horro. Thoughts on the Stormboy sale to Coolmore? Yeah, okay. So, punters, for those of you who don't know, haven't heard the news, Stormboy, unbeaten so far, Magic Millions winner, officially been bought by Coolmore to be a breeding prospect after he finishes racing for $22 million, mate. And then if he goes on to win the slipper, they're going to pay $50 million. 
Then if he goes on to win the Triple Crown, so if he wins the size produce and then the champagne, they're going to pay $60 million in total just for this horse so they can own him and breed from him. I'll get your thoughts on that first because it's a whole lot of money for a horse <coughs> that hasn't won that much yet. Well, I think owners don't lose here at all. Oh, the they owners have, are cheering. They have struck a massive payout, right? 60K into 60 million. Yeah, so good on them, I guess. Training mm. stays with um, Gay and Adrian, so that's... Um, doesn't affect the horse at all. Coolmore add another great cult to their set of horses. I think everyone wins here unless it flops and yeah. Coolmore and Coolmore flops. So at the end of the day, good on the owners. You just that's one of the luckiest ones that come out of it. And um, I mean, it's great to see. If anything, it, it encourages getting into race ownership a lot more. Um, with that 60k, I think was it? Well, I believe it was around 60k a share when yeah, that, Gay trotted it in to the pub. A bunch of them all dropped, I think, 60K on the horse. Yeah, so if you're paying 60,000 60, for a share, you're, like, you're not going to complain. So I think it's great. It um, really encourages race race um, ownership and stuff. So I really like it. I just think it's, from the from the owner's point of view, selling it, geniuses. Coolmore. From Coolmore's cool point of view, what a gamble. My goodness, man. But look, uh, I look at that, right, and I think if it wins, they look like geniuses. I just don't think they can lose anyway. They've made their multi-million I mean, they're, yeah, yeah, dollar They're a money-printing machine. It's not like they wouldn't have done it if they didn't have the money to spend on it. Like they, they probably just don't even care at this point. I like, mean, the last time they spent this much on a two-year-old cult, it was one of Gay's. Vancouver also did similar things. Won a lot of big races throughout the autumn. Retired. Went to stud. I believe it started off with you had to charge fifty k to breed with it, uh, and then. Its babies didn't really amount to much, and now it's only about ten grand. So they still would have made their money back. Uh, yes, it wasn't as big a success as they thought it was going to be, um, but still, they've got the money—crazy amount of money. Um, let's just hope for the owner's point of view, he somehow goes on and wins six or seven straight, wins that triple crown, and manages to get that sixty million payout. Twenty-two million, still nothing to sniff at, but boy, oh boy, yeah, sixty million—ridiculous. Uh, next one's from Henry, um, our boy. What race are we most looking forward to this autumn? What think- race are we most looking forward to? Personally, it's the Golden Slipper because... Yeah, same year. Boy, oh boy. Every week. I mean, just like last year. Every year, really. Every week a new contender puts their hand up. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's looking really good this year. Yeah, I think probably this year more than ever I've been more involved with two-year-olds. Usually I don't really like to get into it the last two years that we've been kind of doing this. I've kind of steered away. I've let you kind of take In that domain, ship. my yeah. Um, but this year I've really looked at it more and I've really, like, obviously we're up there for the millions, so I was kind of almost, like, I forced to a little bit as well. But we've gone to the trials and stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I've got a couple of futures bets as well, so I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah, the Golden Slip is definitely one that I'm most looking forward to. Uh, yeah, it, on the slipper as well, and kind of joining it up with that Storm Boy thing, Adam Hieronymus, obviously Stormboy's jockey, the one that Gay Waterhouse has said she's not kicking him off for nothing because she trusts him to ride that horse because he's been working it in track work. He's been riding it at all the trials, all the races. She wants him. But now that Cornwall's bought it, Ryan Moore probably flies in for Slipper Day and rides it. So what do you think about that? Do you think Ryan Moore gets the ride, which he likely does, punters, because he's contracted to Cornwall to do such things? Or do you think, like, just thoughts on that? In general, not too sure. I think Gay will have something up her sleeve if she really wants um, Adam on. Then Adam will ride. That's mm. what I think. I think she would have made, struck a deal where if that was going to be a conflict of interest um, to her, sell, to them selling the horse, there'd be a, some sort of agreement in there. I think Gay won't be too. Ryan Moore's no, not much of a downgrade to be honest. But um, I think Gay's been in the sport long enough where she will get what she wants. That's fair enough. And Cornwall will have another option in Switzerland for Ryan Moore yep. to ride, so potentially work something out there. But everyone sort of assumed that's where J-Mac was going to be booked. But, I don't know, bit of a triangle compared to, yeah, you've got three jockeys, two Cornwall horses, who's going to ride them? That's something to uh, look at leading into the Super Punters. But uh, who's the next question? Next one's from Leighton Smith. Um, what's some advice either of you can give towards new punters and experienced? Um, I've gone out and said, I just... Purely take your emotion out of punting. Guys, um, if you have a bad day, call it. If you have a good day, call it. Like, just take it. Take your winnings. 
or and go back next week and redo your form again if you really like your punt. Go back, redo your form, spend your time, look at it more and more. Chasing your losses never really works out. Um, it's a fun game to play, but you have to be disciplined to come out on top. So that would be my advice is just take your emotion out of it. Um, if you're down and there's a horse you really like, but you're not too sure if it'll win, don't like just be smart. Use your money the right way. I know it can be easy to do it, especially with all the apps and stuff. It's easy to get strong into it, but the best punters are the ones that are disciplined and know when they're on top, they got to strike, strike you out. My only advice was don't get on every race because you don't have to. That's the same there. Um, just don't get on every race. You don't have to get, there's like 50 races on a Saturday. Don't get on every single one of them. Maybe if you want to have 10 bets, pick a track and just go at that one track. Or, you know, decide if you want to only have five bets, go find your five best bets around the country. Do your homework, find the horses you want to bet on and bet on them. Don't just bet on a race just because you think you have to. You see it's three minutes away and you quickly do some form and you think, yeah, maybe that horse will end up getting up. But, you know, what if it doesn't? Okay, like Nick said, have to be super disciplined. We've been burnt by that in the past. In the space of the last month, twice, we were up. We decided to invest all of our don't put all your don't put all your in multis the, into one horse. Yeah, put it that way, we've Boston done Rocks that. to the Corinda boys. Thank you very much. We've done that twice oh, I'm now, twice. Boston Rocks on Magic Millions Day last weekend into the Black Cloud. All of our profits went into just don't this one that. horse last leg, uh, and we thought we're going to be in for an even bigger day. Uh, we ended up breaking even for the day because of that because we decided to invest all our profits into one horse. Lost it's twice now. We've been burnt from now on. That's probably another really good advice. Don't invest everything into one horse. And just quickly, on the Corinda boys, we mentioned the syndications. We've got to shout out Monarch Syndications. Repping shout out to the them. shirts. Thanks Absolute Jace. legends. Jason, if you want to race with them, uh, head to their website. Also head to the Strata website. You would have heard the ad at the top of the uh, podcast. If you want to buy a horse... Stradle's Marketplace is the place to do it. Of course, you'll find both Corinda and Monarch on there. Shout out to both those boys. They took care of us up at the Magic Moons, as did Stradle. So uh, head to Stradle.com and get shopping today. Sorry, Nick, go on. Uh, next one um, from punters and collectors. Uh, do either of you have a favourite horse that sticks out from the rest? We obviously won't ask you that question. Osmosis. Osmosis. Um, I'd probably say at the moment... Um, it's the party, definitely up there, down in Melbourne. Um, I like the way it's been running around. Or a tissue. Tissue's won both of us a lot of money in the past. Um, and obviously we, we spoke to, to Chris up at the Millions and he said a tissue's probably come back the best at his camp, hopefully. So um, they're looking good. So, yeah, those two would probably be the ones that I really like. Move on to our next question. Top five two-year-olds so far from Anthony Royd. Um I'll go off straight away. Uh, Stormboy first. I think Two Darn Lizzie in second. Lady of Camelot in third. Espionage in fourth. And then I'm gonna, I have to put Manal in. Manal in number five. I tipped that one at 50 bucks a couple months back on grand final day. So. Manal's the one to look at, punters. I don't think it's a golden super horse. I think she's got shot sires and champagne stakes written all over her. She's always been strong through the line. She doesn't really look at the, like you know the, the sprinter type. I think she will jump out of her skin once she gets to the sixteen hundred meters mark. Yep. So you go through futures market. I think she's at thirty dollars plus. I'd say get on now because you know the markets are, the markets obsessed with Stormboy in all two year old races. So especially in the size and the uh, champagne, chock full of value if you're looking for horses like Fearless and Manal, both of whom who have only ever been strong through the line. While they'll probably run solidly in the Golden Slipper, I think they've got 1,400, 1,600 written all over them. My top five two-year-olds, I'd go from fifth down to one. Prost, Shangri-La Express, Lady of Camelot, Stormboy, Two Darn Lizzie. That's right. I think Two Darn Lizzie is the best two-year-old. I know the fact that, you know, uh, one race up in the Gold Coast is not a lot to go off, but we were told specifically out of when she was training all of them, Gay Waterhouse, we'll go over them in a minute. She was training a massive crop of two-year-olds that are absolutely dominating right now. She was most excited about Two Darn Lizzie. Obviously, others have come out and performed really well and probably taken the attention away. But if she thinks in those early stages that Two Darn Lizzie is the most exciting of the lot and she performed excellently on debut, I think she could be a really exciting prospect come Golden Slipper Day. 
if she goes on with it. She might come out next start and fall flat on her face. That's how two-year-olds are sometimes. But at the moment, I'm happy to say that I'm more confident in two-down Lizzie than Stormboy going into the slipper. Big call, I know. Um, do you want to just have a chat about the two-year-old dominance of the yeah, Waterhouse we'll camp? Go, we'll go through that. I think it, 14 wins and four out of the five top favourites for the slipper are all gay all and Adrian trained. So, yeah, they're absolutely dominating the two-year-olds at the moment. You saw it up in the millions. Like you said, two-down Lizzie was so good. Stormboy was even better. Like, oh, my goodness, that was crazy. I, I can't mm. – Stormboy in particular, like, two down Lizzie, I was very impressed with, especially because we got some futures bets on at 100 to 1 for, for her to win the slipper. But, um, wow. Stormboy Storm I think Storm, tank. Stormboy is a massive fucking horse, and he just – he smashed it. Oh. I've never seen, like, so much athleticism running in a two-year-old race like that where it's just – he just – you're walking around like – I'm I'm fucking him. Yeah, that's literally that's literally the only way I can explain it. But um, yeah, they're going crazy right now. Any if you if you unsure and you really really want to bet on a two year old race, go for the Gay Waterhouse. Last Adrian week, Bott. Prost, Lady of Camelot, they just, both bang bang, and they, they both picked almost the right broke ones. the track record. They've picked the right ones, and you look at the ones that they've just bought. They've spent a big ton of money on some good ones, so um. They're probably going to do the same thing in the next couple of years. So yeah, I'm just going to read them out, guys. These are this is some of them still haven't even debuted, which is scary. But these are the horses that have debuted that Waterhouse and Bot are taking to the slipper: Shangri-La Express, Two Darn Lizzie, Prost, Lady of Camelot, Fearless, Straight Charge, Fully Lit, Anode, Sovereign Hill, and of course Stormboy. That's about ten horses. She could end up with almost half the field. Some of them haven't even debuted. So, spoiler alert, Gay Waterhouse is winning the Golden Slipper. You can't tell me otherwise. One of those horses will be your Slipper winner, and it might not even be Stormboy. That's how scary that is, considering how good he is. Yeah, I wonder if there'd be a market for that, because that'll be paying practically nothing. Um, we'll, we'll move on, mate. Um, we've got a question. I'll check who it's from. It's from Oliver Pedley. He's got two questions. First one, early predictions on the Quokka. Um, Penzu goes there, mate. I think the only horses I know so far is Amelia's Jewel and um, R- not Rupertar. Sorry, um, Overpass. Uh, I'm not too sure. I said, like I said, depends who goes there. If Asfora goes there, I definitely look into Asfora, but um, or in secret, one of those two. I think if they it's both go over, over um, they'll be pretty good. But you, you you don't know who goes over there these days. So yeah, um, if you want to have a bet only on Overpass and Amelia's Jewel, because I'm pretty sure they're the only ones that are confirmed to really be going there. Uh, but, yeah, more to touch on that later on. And then thoughts on Imperatriz. Um, uh, yeah, after the poor trial the other day. Yeah, so I think it'll be right. It'll bounce back. I think... Um, yeah, good, has- Ooh, good horses can trial badly. The stable reps came out and said she's just a lazy horse. Sometimes if she just doesn't want to get it done, she just doesn't get it done. She knows when it's race day. She'll peak when the right time comes. Yeah. Any other questions, mate? No, we'll get into the truck report. All right, mate, before so, if you're liking what you're hearing, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like, share, subscribe on YouTube. And, uh, mate, of course, shout-out to our good friends at Dabble. Yeah, shout-out to Dabble. Aussie-owned bookie, changing the game of gambling. Any bets that we mentioned in the podcast, you can use one tap on your phone and then go straight into your bet slip, put whatever stake you want, and then that really helps us out as well. We'll do the research for you. We'll put all the multis on. We'll do it all for you. Um, Simple as that. Yes, join the 26,000 other punters following at the Mock Sports on the Dabble app. Download today, click the link in our show notes, use the code Mock Sports when signing up to let them know we sent you and make sure if you're gambling, make sure to do so responsibly, set a deposit, set a deposit limit and think about what you could be buying instead. All right, mate, Randwick, currently soft six with no more rain. You'd think probably soft five, good four to start and uh, we'll get upgraded throughout the day. Uh, if rain does come, expect soft conditions all day, so just be wary of that, punters. Rail in the true position. Racing should be as fair as fair gets. Every horse should get their opportunity. Race one, 1,600 metres. Kick off at the midway. Straight to the point here. Sarah Bon, the reason. Sarah Ryan is the trainer. Uh, she is absolutely flying right now. She currently trains at a 22% win rate, 48% place rate, and has a positive ROI. So if you'd backed every single one of her horses to win, you'd be in the profit. And that's not that easy to do as a trainer. Uh, watch this horse's last start at Canterbury. Ran really, really well. Hard done by not to win. Only got pipped on the line. Can go better here. Um, $5 to win. Sirabon in the midway. Here's my horse. Yeah, interesting field here. Um, 
Mahavioni seems to lost his touch lately, and I think with the weight on, I don't think can win it. Um, much the same for Mon Felicity. Would be on this horse. Um, has good form behind Kabotch, but I just think it's too too heavy in the mile for her. Um, I've settled with the same mate. This mare has some absolute talent. Last four runs, not out of the top two. Last couple of runs have been pretty good. Last run, she was checked out of the gates. Still came along pretty strong, just missing out. Gets an extra 50 metres in distance this week. Shown she can win at the mile. Four starts, one win, and two in the minor placings. Reads pretty well. Um, $5, I'd take it as well. Let's go, Sarah Bond. Race number two, the Dali Lona Plate at the 1,000 metres. A node is your short price favourite at $1.95 currently. Spoke about it before. Gay and Adrian have dominated the two-year-olds so far this year, and this horse is obviously the deserved favourite. Won't be surprised if it comes out and absolutely blitz it. However, two-year-olds, so, incons- so inconsistent. And personally, I can't have my money at a price like that for a two-year-old race. Celerity has my attention. Didn't really do uh, much in her first in yeah in her first trial, but the second one looked pretty nice. Unraced, so can flop or win nicely. Going to go with the Godolphin horse here in the second at $4.00. Just want to add another play on this race. Capital Dancer, three trials with two wins, and one of them was on top of a node. And at $71 and $12 for a place, I don't know what I'm missing here, punters, but I reckon at that price, you have to have a $5 each way play or whatever you want to play. I'm definitely going to have a um, each way Capital Dancer for me. Yeah, could be overs there based on trial form. Um, I'm with Celerity as well, mate. I know a node probably comes out and wins. We just talked up Waterhouse. Um, she, like we said, will probably be untouchable this autumn, but at $2, just not a bettable position in a two-year-old race. Celerity at $4.60, I'm much more interested in. Also, something to touch on, this horse was almost equal favourite with Lady of Camelot last start before it uh, threw James McDonald off in the barriers and got scratched at the barriers. Um, so if the market thought she was good enough to be on par with Lady of Camelot, I'll be really interested to see what the market does here and see if she can live up to the market expectation of that last start. Was it an anomaly last start or was she actually that good? So I'm interested to see how Celerity goes. Race three, I'm going to be straight to the point again here, Nana's Wish. Uh, It's quite a thin race, so I'm going to go with a horse that I've watched a few times. Um, Last start, she was backed into very short favouritism on the Kenzo track, midweek company. Looks gone for all money late. Looked absolutely gone. And then all of a sudden, she managed to knuckle down and get up in a very tough victory for the punters. Uh, I think with the extra ground, plus gets a four kilo weight drop, she should be running really well. $4.50, Nana's Wish in the third for me. I've said it with Hell Hath No Fury here. Won the last start and the one before that. I'm happy enough with her. I think she's about 460 at the moment. Nisham trained. Pretty good for me. Head over to race four at the 1200, the highway. Stay away from this one, punters. If you do not, like we said, don't bet on every race if you don't want to. That's Um, advice you definitely should listen to. um, I will tip here, and I'm going to tip the favourite. Belvedere Boys seems to be the leading horse in the field. I'm going to take him. Pretty boring for a highway. Um, If I had to pick a tip, it would be him. However, like I said, I would not be personally betting on this. It's at $3 now. So do what you want, punters. Take the favourite if you really want to, but I'd stay away. Well clear of this race. Uh, I'll be with Rapid Ash simply because he has a victory over Black Duke um, in one of his final starts. Last prep, he's fresh here, is Rapid Ash. Um, but Black Duke, that horse has since come out and won his last two starts in pretty fine form uh, and in much better races than this. So it's good enough form for me to have a whack at him each way. $7 to win, $2.50 on Rapid Ash. So we move to race five. I'll be with How Good Are You. Have to respect the Waterhouse and Bot Camp, as we said. They are flying. Uh, this horse has won four out of six races. Uh, he did so all in that one debut prep. So um, it certainly has the ability to get the job done here. Lumped with a large weight, but has a two-weight claim. So two-kilo weight claim to help with that. Draws the inside and is the only speed in the race. She should be hard to run down at $4.40. How good are you for me in the fifth? I'm good. As well, I'm gonna go with. Jeez, oh, we're tipping a lot of the same here, punters. We always do this first. Yeah, first, first one back. We do do this a lot. We always and do I, this. I promise we're not doing it on purpose. But I'm with you here. Uh, I would be with Rupertar, but Rupertar is gonna uh, race tomorrow night up in. Um, is it Canterbury tomorrow night? Yes. Yeah, tomorrow night Canterbury Rupertar. So, um, how good are you? Will be mine as well as we move on to race six. The best race of the day, in my opinion. I really like yeah, this very race. Very good race. Very good very, race. Very, very stuck. All really, headed to the guineas, these horses. I looked at this for a while. You've got Griff, you've got Tom Kitten, you've got NCAP, you've got Calibus. Is it Cabalus? Sorry. Cabalus, yeah. Uh, Cabalus and Marie. Sorry. 
Moravia. 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 Oh my god, my English is terrible. Um, Celestial Legend, like you said, another futures and Macarena. So wow, this is. I haven't. I almost haven't seen a field like this in a while where it's been so close and any horse can win. I have to be on Tom Kitten. I've followed it, um, Tom Kitten so far, so good. Um, but literally anyone, anyone can have opinion on this race, and I, I would listen and go fair enough. I think any one of these horses can get up. Um, I'm literally stuck. I've I've swapped, but Tom Kitten, I've got to, I've got to stay with um, with him. He's been mine since the start when he's been racing. I've tipped him pretty much all of his starts, so I'm going to go with Tom Kitten. Yeah, I I think. Stra- strange to see Tom Kitten here, considering the distances he was running at um, in the spring, and now he's back to twelve hundred meters here. Uh, I personally don't think he's going to be sharp enough. Um, his best will come over longer later in the prep, so that's why I'm sticking away. Um, you know, Griffin Ncap, very similar horses. They are probably you know more suited to this distance, but again, they're better. Sorry, their best will come over longer. Um, but I'm going to be with the horse that I mentioned earlier. I think he had a really sneaky fly under the. Pr- Fly under the radar prep in spring because he was too busy running up the backside of Osmosis. Celestial legend. He was, like I said, running around with Osmosis, that prep, and the likes of King's Gambit. Those horses, I have a lot of respect for them. They would probably give this field a bit of a smack if they were here. Um, I just think he's always been super strong through the line. He's always screamed 1,200 to 1,600 type. As he progresses throughout those distances, I think he's just going to mature into a really, really good horse. Uh, Seven dollars fifty to win here. Two dollars to place. Celestial Legend. That's going to be me. Um, but I'm just going to go on the win here because it's a no third dividend race. So, uh, yeah, seven dollars fifty. The win. Celestial Legend. I uh, will skip race seven because that's the tip off, mate. Take us to race eight. Thousand meters benchmark ninety four here. Very interesting race here, punters. Um, I'm going to be pretty much straight to the point. I think the four top chances, in my opinion, which we will include all top four chances in our quaddy. We'll talk about them later. Are the top four chances? I think there's not too much else outside that'll really lose. But I'm with Frilled here. I think Frilled's been amazing down in Melbourne so far. She's um absolutely blitzed it. I think she'll be really suited to the distance. Won there twice, but um yeah, the last two starts in Mooney Valley takes it for me. I think she's awesome. So I'll go with Frilled. Yeah, unbeaten horses. You never know how good they are until they're beaten. That's why I'm going to have to be with Frilled as well. Um, hasn't lost a single race or trial from five starts at the races and six starts at the trials. Uh, gets a soft draw to lead and set the pace as well. Uh, I think very hard to get past um, if their prior performances stack up. Is Frilled really that good? Time to find out. $2.70. Happy to take on the price. Let's go. Race nine. Uh, I'm a huge Mark West guy. Huge Mark West guy here. Um, his best... Is over a little longer. Yes, I'll keep that in mind. But he has won from 1,300 metres all the way up to 1,900 metres. He's versatile like that, even though he prefers that 1,800 metre sort of distance. Um, His best can certainly win this. His last start was a bit of a butcher job from Zach Lloyd. Uh, He'd probably admit that himself. He got stuck very wide, absolutely gassed the horse, and the prep got cut short. The entire prep got cut short because he absolutely gassed him there. So let's hope and pray it goes better this time around. Um, $2.90. I'm on Mark West here in the ninth. So am I. Jeez. Jeez, it's getting weird, but yeah, we'll take it. Go to race 10, finish off the day. Benchmark 78, the 1,200 metres. Tin Tuki is your favourite, $3.30. I'm going to keep this one pretty simple. So good, so cool. Dylan Gibbons, $11, $2.90. It's going to be my tip. Last couple of starts, been pretty good at Rose Hill. At the the distance, um, hasn't been too far away from it, so I'll take it here again. Another Sarah Ryan horse. I'm, I'm very chuffed with Sarah Ryan at the moment, as you heard earlier in the rundown, but I'm just going to have to be on Tin Tookie. Boring to go the favourite in the last, I know. Um, but she's just what you see is what you get. Uh, she'll put every effort in. She'll be super strong through the line. She'll be somewhere in the finish. She's rarely finishing more than two lengths away from them. Uh, also, her running mate for the last few starts has been our Kobe son. That horse, last week, uh, broke the track record at Rose Hill over two, uh, 1,200 metres. Uh, so, wow, that reads fantastically on paper. The fact that it was able to beat that horse and then come a narrow second behind that horse in the subsequent start. So at $3.20, I'm all over Tin Tookie in the last at Randwick. Fair enough. All right, mate. The tip-off, the great autumn tip-off. You're going to have to try and defend your, uh, you know, best punter in the mocks. 
a title. I'm going for a second straight punter of the autumn. Autumn's usually been my domain. You're usually spring. That's how here it's we been. Go. Here we go, though, because now I've started paying more attention to the two-year-olds where that where it comes back into it. Mm. Um, yeah, you've had the autumns, which are second place, obviously, to the <laughs> spring. Spring is the most important. As we know, everyone watches racing more in the spring. Um, autumn's good, but spring's better. Can you explain to the punters what the great autumn tip-off is? How does it work? Um, so the way it works, every single group one. Or feature race. Or feature, sorry, feature race. We will be tipping. It goes off odds. So, for example, Mr. Brightside in the CFO stakes is paying $1.95 and $1.20 for a place. It comes out and wins. You get the points based off what it pays on the tote. Uh, is it? Or the, f- the fixed win. Fixed win. After the... After the conclusion of the race um if you get scratched we get an opportunity to replace it if you get scratched in the barriers you get replaced with the favorite that's the way we do it so it's fair um but yeah it's the best way of doing it so because we we had a tipping comp a couple years ago and i tipped two group one winners that were paying thirty dollars and then i did the same i tipped hinge in the and then like thirty dollars someone's tipped Animo pretty much every time and stuff, and it's one at a dollar fifty, whatever it is, and they won the tipping comp. So there's not much; it's more value if you tip better winners. So yeah. we go off odds; it's a bit better that way. Um, so that's I why you'll spring. see Mr. Brightside's Animos come around dollar fifty. We say they're gonna win, but we're not on in the tip off because we want to look for points. Spoiler alert: that's what I'm doing. But mate, we'll get into the CF4 stakes. But first, of course, we like to discuss the key facts and stats. So, punters, here are the key facts and stats that you need to know before making your selection in the CF4 stakes. 19 of the last 40 winners have been the field favourite. Seven of the last 17 winners came off a last start win, whereas 10 of the last 20 winners have been racing first up. This is typically a boys' race with only six female horses winning in the last 20 years. Barriers one and four, the most successful in the last 40 years with seven wins apiece. A three-year-old male horse has only won the race 16 times in the race's history. All right, and those are the key facts and stats. We say that because, you know, it's a favourite's race, looking good for Brightside. Um, you know, it's not really a female's race, not looking good for Pride of Jenny. Um, you know, a three-year-old male horse has won the race 16 times in the race's history, potentially looking at V8, their punters. All right, so that's why if you're new here, we like to look at those key facts and stats. Of course, racing, you know, anyone can win on the day. But if you're more of an omen punter, you like to look at those trends, those stats, who usually gets up in races like these, that can help you out as well. So, mate, who are you thinking why in the CF4 stakes? Mr. Brightside wins. My tip is a tissue. Going for value, going like for I points. Like I said, I've gone for the points. So, punters, when you look at it here... Um, if a tissue wins, I'll get at the moment it's paying twelve dollars and two dollars seventy, so I'll get fourteen point seven points. If it somehow gets up, yeah, fourteen if it 15 wins, points. Um or as a place I get two dollars seventy. But if Brightside wins, I'd only get like three. So three dollars. Whereas I'd rather take a risk and get more points. You're only losing point three of a point if yep. somehow uh, Brightside gets up and a tissues to run a yeah. narrow second. So, yeah, I'll be with a tissue. Yeah, we, like I said, we spoke to Walla. We haven't actually put that video out just yet, I don't think. Have we? No, we nah, haven't. it'll be going up soon. Um, I don't think, Chris, actually, we got him on video, but after we stopped recording, he told us that a tissue just looks Mickey Mouse. Yeah, he, he, said, he said a tissue's the best horse that's come back from his stable because um, we, are, we asked him off camera about Fangirl um, how she was going and stuff, and he goes super. But he, goes, he literally goes, yeah, pretty good. But I tell you, he's come back even better. A tissue's been the best. So don't know what you want to do with that, but yeah. So I've taken that. Take his advice. He obviously knows a lot more than we do. So yeah, I'll be with the tissue. Yeah, Mr. Brightside just wins, doesn't he? We're in agreement of that. Um, he's just the best horse in the race by far. Probably gets the job done with a lot of gas left in the tank. However, at his short price, I want to look at that each way player to try and get some points. Uh, you know, you've got your Pericles, Pride of Jenny, V8, a tissue. Take your pick, punters. I'm sure all of them will be somewhere in the finish uh, and hopefully one of them bobs up and gets a place for you. Um, I'll take Pericles. I'm certain that he's going to be placing. He'll roll forward likely in the box seat from Brightside, if not sitting as the sole leader with Brightside sitting in the box seat for him. Um, so I think he'll kick home strong, should come second or third at least. And if he somehow gets up and beats Brightside... 
cheering. I'll be looking at about 10 or 11 points. So uh, Pericles for me in the CF4 stakes. Uh, potentially, when these races come around, punters, maybe look at your same race multis. Go that short price favourite to win and then our tips to run top three. Potentially that could be the play. Um, and then, mate, of course, you know, the, uh, the episode is titled English Millennium Day. I've got my English Millennium cap on. We go back to the big feature race in Sydney as we are a Sydney-based podcast. We're looking at the two-year-olds, English Millennium, last year won by uh, Learning to Fly, um, which is back in a big way, which is really keen, really exciting to see. Uh, but, yeah, thoughts on this race, mate? Yeah, I like the look of it. Um, it's obviously a lot more names that I haven't particularly seen. Um, they've all had a couple starts, but um, it's very thin field. It's been very thin so far. I think they've left a lot of them, a lot of the better ones out. Um, I'm going to be with Oddenson here. Um, the win last start was good enough for me at the thousand meters. Gets an extra hundred meters here. Um, it's been down to Melbourne. It's come back up to Sydney. So um, tried pretty well as well. It's had two trials since one one and came fourth in the other one uh, behind a node who we spoke pretty highly of before. So. I will be with Oddenson here in the English Millennium. Yeah, uh, I hate to do it, um, but fully lit for me, even though it's from that 17th barrier. I tossed and turned very, very much so. Like, does the 17th barrier completely rule it out? Usually, yes, but Waterhouse and Bot flying at the moment, like we said. The only way it rules her out, I, I think, um, so rules him out, uh, is if um, he really badly misses the start and then gets trapped really right and all the way towards the back. Uh, but I think has the speed to maybe not get to the very front, but definitely get up on the pace and try and get some sort of trail in the race. Reggie Bayless, he rides um, quite often for Waterhouse. He knows the go. He, he'll he know exactly what he needs to do. Gave this horse a peach on debut. Um, if all things go to plan, this might end up being his ride in the slipper if it's not Shangri-La Express. Um, yeah, $3.40, I think fully lit is just by far and away the best horse in this field. You know, it was another fly under the radar, one until all of a sudden came out and debuted and looks like a fantastic slipper chance. Will look even better if gets the job done here from 17th Barrier. So, yeah, fully lit for me in the English Millennium. Fair enough, mate. Right, around, mate. Around, around the, the grounds. grounds. What have you found? Um, we'll go race number three. Uh, a lot of them are short price punters, but um, I do think they'll win. Another will just doesn't lose, in my opinion. Dollar ninety-five. Um, I put all these guys in a multi punters. Southport Tycoon, a dollar eighty-five down in Melbourne race four at Caulfield, and then race eight Caulfield as four up, two dollars twenty. Like I said, all of them in a multi. I think it pays just under eight dollars, so not too bad punters. I wouldn't take them singly unless they go out to two just above two dollars, but um, those three are pretty good for me. So that'll be my around the grounds. Lovely. I've only got two. I've got Caulfield race five. Loft, $14 to win, $4.60 to place. Loft is scratched. The meme of the century in the racing world, of course, we won't name them by name, but a certain bookmaker offering 100 to 1 odds on all of the Melbourne Cup starters. A lot of people got on Loft. It got scratched. They demanded their money back. The bookmaker said, you ever heard of all-in betting? And so Loft is scratched, becomes the meme of the century as everyone just says it whenever a horse gets scratched. It's finally back. After all that time, after getting injured, the Hayes boys are training it now. I'm just really interested to see how it goes. Really, really interested. That's it's 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 half just a uh, a curiosity bet at this point. So not a big play on loft guys, but if you know if it's the same horse it was before it got injured, coming in as a Melbourne Cup almost favourite, definitely interested to see how it goes. I know obviously it'll get better over further, but very keen to see how loft goes. And here's another really big, really big value play. Uh, in the Colts and Geldings, Di- Blue Diamond Prelude, race six. Uh, Inner Visions at $46, $6.50 to win. Uh, Annabelle Neesham said that was one of her, if not her best two-year-old going into the autumn when we spoke to her up at the Millions. Um, ran only fairly on debut in one of the um, Diamond Preludes on Australia Day. Uh, was no match for the Quinella on that day in Holmes Court and High Octane. Um but, I mean, I still don't even know why Holmes are courts at $17 here. I know High Octane was really good, but could easily turn the tables. I think Innovisions, you know, might struggle to get over High Octane there and turn those tables, but it'll take plenty of fitness. That was the only thing that really gave away for that horse in that run. 
was looking really good till about the 150 metre, 100 metre mark. Fitness just gave out. I just think, you know, it's definitely a chance to find its way into the money. And when it's $6.50 to place, I'll take five bucks each way on that for sure. I've just put five bucks each way on on um, Capital Dancer and Innovisions and I might multi the placings oh, as imagine. well. Just imagine. in case because, yeah, so... um. I mean, we've got, we've got, you've put it all, uh, we've got it at 51 in a vision and now we've got it again for each way, so. Lovely. All right, we've got the quaddy. Um, race seven at Randwick. This is the Randwick quaddy. We've got Fully Lit, Odinson, Rue de Royale and Trunk. Race eight, we've got Omniman, Barber, Frilled and Derry Grove. Who have we got in the last two, mate? Uh, Marquez, Amor, Victorious, Lord Admore and Floating. Race 10, Tim, Tim Tookie. So good, so cool. She's an A-lister, and Mrs. Chrissy, $50, gets you 19.5% as always. Lovely stuff, mate. Okay, for those new here, we get to the end of the show. We decide if we're going to be putting money on one single horse uh, and only having the one bet of the day. Who's it going to be and why? Who is your very best bet, Nick? Going with the opening race of the day in Ramwick. Okay. And I don't think I've ever done this before in a midway. You're not waiting. I'm not waiting. Nah, it's going to be my best of the day. Sierra Bond. Sierra Bond for me, $5. We both really liked it. I think it's the best chance in that race. And it's at a good price that I can I can get around. So, yeah, it'll be my best of the day. Yeah, wow. I, usually, I always stick away from midways and highways with best bets. But for some reason, you've done it multiple times. I think this is your first midway, but you've, you've had the balls to do it in the highway before. And it got up, so fair play to you. But my goodness... I wish the best of luck to you. I'm very confident that it wins as well, but I'm even more confident that Tintuki wins. Race 10, Ranwick. Uh, I said as much as I could say. That form behind Kobe, yeah. our Kobe son surely has to be better than this lot here. And, you know, like I said, what you see is what you're going to get. She'll be around the finish. Hopefully she bobs her head up and gets the win. $3.20, Tintuki, my best bet of the day. Mate, Two best bets. One at the start of the day, one at the end yeah, of the day. So. We're going to bookend the day, hopefully, with two big wins. Um, and that's all from us good to be back thank you guys for listening give us a like give us a rating do whatever you need to do send us a message send us what you like send us what you don't thanks thanks for listening boys um, and girls and yeah cheers for that yes make sure if you're gambling this weekend do so responsibly set a deposit limit think about what you can be buying instead good luck punters we will see you next week cheers Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the...